Hello, everybody. It's Kathy, and it is day 957 or whatever of our quarantine. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's where we're at, right? There's not much to be done except to do very little and to just kind of um, stay the hell out of uh, the public and try and not catch this pretty awful virus and to stop it from spreading. So first of all, I want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you to all of the people out there who are deemed essential. And that includes all of the first responders and healthcare professionals that are out there doing the heavy lifting on this. But it also includes um, all of the people in the grocery stores, all of the people who are working uh, in kitchens and who are driving food and and product across this country, pumping gas, Um, people who are out there who maybe don't get as much of, you know, they don't get as as much recognition as they should. The people who are out there doing the daily hard work grind that keeps everything kind of moving forward and rolling while the rest of us are, you know, wrapped in gauze and behind um, our you know, protective walls. Um, thank you very much for doing that. And I know you probably don't want to be doing it. Uh, I know that you probably would prefer to stay home. And, um, I just want you to know that we do appreciate it and we do appreciate that you're putting yourself at risk and thank you. Um, so a couple of things that this, um, end of the world has has done um because i've been thinking about it like what you know what's the impact um so for restaurants we know everybody and their mother knows you know take get takeout get it to go we're all doing everything we possibly can to help restaurants and i think that's awesome and i think it does kind of open up our eyes to like how these people are getting paid i worked as a waitress for 12 years i think everybody should have to be a waiter or a waitress or a bartender or work in that industry because it sure as hell teaches you the value of a dollar um but I also think it we need to revisit how these people are paid because everybody shouldn't just be, you know, completely impoverished after a week of not being able to work. Um, and so I think that's something and that's through no fault of their own. I just think it's something that we need to look at in that industry. And you know what? I know you guys didn't come here to hear me pontificate about that, blah, blah, blah. But um, the reason why I started talking about it was because... Um, it's changed. This whole situation has changed a lot of different businesses. My business, you know, the paranormal museum is, uh, we've been around for a long time, but you know, we're, we rely very much on our weekly ticket sales and, uh, we haven't had any in the month, month of March. It's going to be very difficult for us to sustain ourselves and to recover. And so that's one of the reasons why I am asking if people want to become members of the paranormal museum, they can do so by going to the paranormalmuseum.com and um, becoming a member. I'm going to have a lot of different, um, you know, behind the scenes content, a lot of different um, 
a lot of different stuff that uh, I'll be producing in the next few weeks, but also, you know, swag, discounts, parties. I love a good party. So anyone who knows me knows I love a good party and I do it up. Okay. Um, but you will, uh, you know, you'll be invited to, we'll have four parties a year. And as a member, you'll get access to all of them. Um, and there might be some people, you know, there, I'm just saying there might be. Um, but I also want to talk, uh, about just things that I want to do that I'm not going to be able to do because, uh, I'm sitting here alone and my dogs don't care anymore. Um, one of the things that I was really excited about doing was, going on something called a strange escapes excursion. Those of you guys who follow kindred spirits or, um, have ever watched ghost hunters, you know, Adam and Amy, and you know how they kind of have this, you know, this partnership that really works for them as far as how they investigate. And I've talked before. And part of the reason why I've talked before is I've, I've met them. I've become very good friends with Adam and I really enjoy how they investigate. And as someone who has been doing this for a really long time and who has seen the full gamut and who was, you know, doing this stuff before most haunted came on television and before ghost hunters was even, you know, somebody's idea in a, you know, in a roto-rooter truck. Um, I like how they investigate. I think that's how it's done. You know, it's about, it's about piecing together evidence to come up with a solution and the solution is never or it is very rarely how do you get rid of this ghost the solution is how do you figure out what's happening here and whatever the end result is the evidence dictates that and I really like that and I like their kindness and I like the fact that they go in um you know a without the assumption of what's going to be there. And I like the fact that they bring in Chip and they, 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 you know, tip their hat to the fact that there are absolutely people who experience things differently in this world. You know, everybody wants to have this clinical experience, but nobody really wants to have the clinical experience. And trust me, I have brought you guys on investigations. Nobody investigates forensically. I don't care what they say on TV. Everybody is like, oh, did you feel that? Oh, did you hear that? Because we trust our experiences more than we trust equipment and equipment fails you. So that I'm going to step off of the soapbox um, because I'm getting a little agitated um, for no reason whatsoever. But anyway, um, last year I went on a, a strange escape. Amy, Amy has a um, Amy Bruni has a um, a tour company. And on the tour company, she does lots of different excursions to different places like like uh, St. Augustine. I will tell you that I went to St. Augustine about 14 or 15 years ago expressly because of the Ghost Hunters St. Augustine episode, because that footage of that woman or whatever it was leaning over the banister on the circular staircase, honestly, it just blew my mind. And I, I went, I went to see it. Now I would have, I always wanted to go, but that actually motivated me to go. And I don't know that I would have had the, um, the wherewithal or the knowledge to get in and investigate if, if, um, in that particular location, if there wasn't already an established, uh, you know, if they didn't already have a group and, and they weren't already familiar with it. Um, but Amy, uh, Bruni brings you to famously haunted places. And these are like bucket list places. And 
I know there are always going to be people out there who are going to say, yeah, but I could do it myself. Yeah, you could. You know, I mean, honestly, you can do anything yourself, but, you know, you can, you know, you can make vodka in your yard, but why bother? Just go down and get a bottle of vodka. You know, you can make your own shoes, but why bother? Number one, they're never going to be as good. And number two, if you had that kind of time, you'd be a shoemaker. What she does is she takes you to these iconically haunted places and she kind of lets you just experience the place. And I really like that. But what we went to, I went to the Queen Mary. So last year I did all of my bucket list stuff. I mean, I went all over the place and guys, we're going to be here for a long time. I'm going to be telling you a lot of these stories. So, you know, I've got Deadwood podcast coming up. I've got a Stanley Hotel podcast coming up. I've got an Ohio State Penitentiary podcast coming up. I've got a Mansfield Reform podcast coming up. I've got all of these things coming up, but right now I'm just kind of shooting from the hip because what the hell. But one of the first ones that I did last year was I went out and I did the Queen Mary. So I flew out to LA um, or Long Beach um, and I went to the Queen Mary. Now the Queen Mary has always been one of those places for me because it's so iconic. Not only you know, was Winston Churchill on it. Not only did it cross the Atlantic like 280 times or 2 million people have been on it, but it also was used in World War II. And it has these famous, iconic tragedies that happened around it. And to be on this old luxury liner, which at the time was this massive, massive um, ship, and now kind of just looks like a, a, a quaint ship that is dwarfed by um, larger um, larger cruise ships now. I had zero expectations. I really just wanted to go and see what it was like. And I didn't go with anybody that I knew. So I really was just kind of focused on going and just experiencing whatever there was to experience. And so and and that included whatever it was that was going to be the strange escapes experience. So I went, um, flew out, got in. I had kind of jumped on late. So my room wasn't where everybody else was, which I kind of liked a little bit, you know, um, I'm a rebel daddy or whatever he says. Um, one thing you walk onto this ship and and, and you really do feel this, that there's this majesty to it. It also feels very, um, very there's a shabbiness to it that's charming and i i realize that that sounds awful but there is it's like it's like all of this great mahogany and all of this stuff but but everything's a little bit threadbare and then there's these like you know these posters for magicians i, I don't know it was i i thought it was charming and I, I thought it was lovely and i really thought it was beautiful but it's not luxurious by today's standards. It certainly would have been luxurious in its day, like crazy luxurious. And like you can go up and you get a drink at a bar and you can just imagine if you were out in the you know Pacific or out in the Atlantic, you know, crossing from England, um, how amazing it would have been. But the first thing that you do, what I liked about it is there's plenty of free time for you, but there's plenty to do also. So you have all of these options of what you can participate in. And I uh, was fortunate enough the first night to um, have a couple drinks with John Tenney. Um, for those of you who don't know John Tenney, um, 
finish up listening to me because that's very important and then go and download his podcasts. I think he did them for like four or five years and they ended like, I don't know, eight years ago, whatever. The guy is legit. Okay. He is a student of the paranormal. Um, he is a, a historian of the paranormal. Um, but he, he kind of has his place in both worlds where a lot of times you have people who are so infatuated with the paranormal that they don't really, they're not really able to communicate about other things. And then you have people who are, are really interested in the paranormal, but don't know the history of it. And this guy has a foot in both worlds and it's fascinating to listen to, to him. I found him to be, um, really articulate, very charming, um, and, and I got to tell you guys, he really knows his stuff. Like he really knows his stuff. There were times when we were talking where it was just like, wow, I can't believe somebody knows that reference. Um, and he, he just really was impressive to me. I did go to his lecture, which I really enjoyed, which was not the lecture. I think he did a lecture that was not the lecture that was in the brochure, but it didn't matter because you just listen to him and you're like, talk more, you know, say more words, you know, because he's just really good at it. He's a good storyteller. And, and, um, he actually did this thing where he had this little, like he told his story and then he did that like little catch in his throat. And, and you're like, Oh my God, you know, like he's emotional. Um, and it was true. I'm sure it was true. But the cool thing about strange escapes is number one, she brings you to these iconic places. Number two, it's you're right there with the people that you want to be with. Um, and number three, you have free time or you can attend, uh, different things. I went and I did the lectures. I, I did do chips, um, gallery reading, which was very moving and chip is very impressive. Um, He's also a lot of fun. He's a very, he's actually a very sweet guy. Um, and he spends time with you. And then, but what was really cool about the Queen Mary is you have dinner in this huge room, right? And then there's these, it's like this, this, it's a meet and greet. So there's this like hallway. And this is not like a hardcore paranormal you know, con where it's, where it's like, we have to prove the existence of spirits. We have to prove the existence of, you know, the survival after bodily death. It's not like that. It's fun. They're playing like match game up on, on the stage. It's fun. And the people who are attending it are attending because they enjoy it. Not because it's like, you know, the end all be all of their, their life's experience. They're having fun and they're enjoying it and, and they're learning a little bit and they're going to, you know, they're going to cool places. And I think half of it is that they enjoy each other's company, but you know, you're there and Grant Wilson's there and, and, you know, Amy Bruni's there and Adam Berry's there and, uh, the Ben Berry's Adam's husband is there and, you know, they're just hanging with you. And the cool thing about them, and it's something that I've noticed every time I've ever seen them is they are just regular. I mean, they're really just down to earth and they just stop and talk to you. And I've never seen them push anyone off. You know, I, I, they stop and talk to pretty much everyone. And I, I think that's really, I think that's really terrific. And I mean, there, I think there were probably like 200 people on this one. Um, but you wouldn't feel that way. You feel like, you feel like, you know, it's, it's just a small group, but you have dinner in this big room. Right. And what I loved was, um, 
that it was actually the room where the Poseidon adventure was filmed, where like um, Shelley Winters Poseidon adventure. I got to tell you, that was like my favorite part. I could I, I sat there and I'm like, I remember this whole room being upside down and they drained it. And they and then I remembered the, you know, the stage. It was really fantastic. Um, as far as having experiences, I did have a weird experience. And I will tell that in my because this really isn't the Queen Mary, you know, one. This is more of a oh, my God, I did a bunch of cool things. One um, I will tell that. But. The reason why I started this whole thing is that I enjoyed myself so much that I signed up to do the Strange Escapes cruise this year. And I don't like the heat. So the cruise was actually going to be up to Nova Scotia. And I'm fascinated by some of the the stories that are up there. And I've been doing a lot of research on it. But I was, you know, I'm fascinated by it. But it got canceled. And, you know... I'm super disappointed that it got canceled, but I was looking at um, what's coming up and it looks like they have some great uh, stuff that is still on that goes a little bit later in the year. Um, They go out to um, they go to uh, Hawaii. Um, I think every couple of years they go to Hawaii. I actually think that would be a ton of fun. If you guys listen to my Hawaiian podcast, you'll know that I I've had a a, a weird experience out there. Um, but it does look like they're going back to St. Augustine. I'm definitely going to do the St. Augustine one because number one, St. Augustine is one of my favorite cities in the country. And number two, I do think the lighthouse is active, but I think there's so much else in St. Augustine. Um, so so, but because I'm disappointed, I'm looking and seeing, you know, I'm trying to give myself something that I kind of want to, you know, focus on, but they have other ones. Like there's places that I, I, I would never think to go, but because she is bringing you there, I will go because I know the experience is going to be not only, you know, a haunted one. It's, it's also going to be all of the things that I want in a vacation, which is, you know, a certain amount of luxury, um, And I'm not talking about like snootiness. I just mean a nice place, you know, maybe a spa, a nice dinner. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I know that she does a, um, Ooh, it does look like they're going to, uh, they're going back to, um, the Queen Mary at some point too. And she does this one place called Mount Washington. And I definitely think I'm going to go to the next one for that. Um, All right, guys. Well, oh, my God, if you go look at it, it's so cool. So, you know, there are like three or four hotels in this country that if that when you look at them, you think that right there is the Shining Hotel. And this definitely looks like one of them. Um, It's not, but it definitely looks like one of them. I um, I have. uh, So, you know, uh, I'm doing a lot of blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry, but um, I am really. trying to keep myself focused and trying to keep myself positive. And, oh, you know what I wanted to do, though? Um, I have been asking you guys to call in or or write in your stories. And so I did get a story and it's from Jerry Blakely. So thank you very much, Jerry. A shout out to Jerry for sending this to me. Um, and I'm going to read it to you guys. OK, and Jerry's from Medford, New Jersey. In 1971, I lived for a while in Tennessee. My friends and I lived in a beat up old farmhouse that really was in the sticks. 
The house was on an old dirt road. As soon as we moved in, there was always the sounds of footsteps on the porch and in the house. Many times late at night, you would hear people walking on the dirt road. Of course, you would look out and see nobody. At night, it was creepy and nobody wanted to walk past the barn to the nearby creek. Just not a nice feeling at night. I was in the backyard one night. It was full... It was a full moon night. The fields had a ground fog that was lit up by the moon. I looked at the field and it looked like a foggy six foot tall shape in the ground fog. I watched it as it slowly started moving towards me. I didn't know what to think and I just stood there at the fence and watched it. It got to about 30 feet away and then it just disappeared. After that, the footsteps in the house picked up and the sounds of someone walking in the porch also increased. The footsteps were still heard on the porch. After we had torn down the porch, uh, uh, we still heard the footsteps. I was in the house by myself one night, and it was like someone was walking from room to room. I heard a crash in the next room. I ran in the room to see what had happened. There was a table in that room, and all the bottles on the table were knocked on the floor. Suddenly, someone shoved me hard from behind. I turned with my fists up, thinking I had an intruder in the house and was going to have to fight. No one was there. The footsteps started again. My one friend came home and as we heard it going from room to room without opening any door the rest of the night. The next day I called my grandmother and borrowed $45 for a bus ticket home. The house burned down when there was a fire from a stove not long after we left. It was my first bad experience with a ghost. I have seen and heard ghosts my whole life, and these were scary. I could not get the owner of the farm to tell us anything. He would just laugh when we asked. But my questions were answered when in the 1990s, I watched a show in the Civil War and found out that there was a small battle along the creek right behind the house. So that told me why there was an uneasy air in the area and also why the ghosts were acting the way they did. It's almost 50 years ago, but it's a ghost story that will make the hair on my neck stand up even today. Hope you like my ghostly tale. Well, Jerry, we definitely did like your ghostly tale. And to those of you out there who have ghostly tales, I want to hear them. You can send them to my story at paranormaltower.com or you can call our hotline at 732-737-9212. This has been just a little bonus content of me babbling. Um, And I've got some podcasts that are coming down the pike. So make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you download. Make sure that you click like. And please, please. Please, please review and share. If you give us a five-star review, it absolutely helps us keep going. I know it's hard out there, but this is something you can do that doesn't really cost you anything and it will help me out a great deal. Uh, It'll help me get more content and it'll help me keep this podcast going as well as the Paranormal Museum. Um, So guys, you know what I'm saying. Thanks for stopping by Paranormal Tower. And until we meet again, please keep your eyes, your ears, and most importantly, your mind wide open. Be good to each other.